Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 11, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, another decent round of NRL finished off with a heartbreaking Warriors defeat last night. How was your week, and what did you think of the round? Hey, evening, Brad. Yeah, the week's been good. Um, the round of footy's been really good as well. Some more very close, exciting finishes. Yeah, last night just put a bit of a damper on it. It's still still processing it a bit, but yeah, we'll get one one day. One day, one day. And uh, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, we'll just catch our show via the podcast on iHeartRadio and Spotify and all those places um, at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know of the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of round eight, and an update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. Um, before previewing round nine and making our picks and ending the night with some Super League. So uh, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them. But we may as well just jump straight in, Richie, um, going sure. to the top stories of the week. Yeah. Um, not really that many this week, surprisingly, um, trying to find a lot. But I suppose the big one um, from the end of last week, as always happens after our show, they drop some big news on us. But um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek signed a three-year deal um, to return to the Warriors in 2024. Um, I don't know if Paul wants to jump in on this as the, the rugby man, but um, what's your take on, on that news? Me or Paul? Go, Paul. Which, whichever one wants oh, to go first. <laughs> I mean, look, he's he's uh, he's become an All Black, so he can't say it's been a failure by, uh, but um, but he hasn't perhaps reached the heights he was hoping for. And I think probably needs to give himself more time if he was to try and make it as a top flight uh, as first choice twelve for the um, for the Rugby World Cup. But um, look, I he's still in him with good shout for going to the Rugby World Cup like he wanted to. But I don't don't think he'll be going as first choice. Yeah, yeah, I agree with with all of that, Paul. Um, as a Warriors fan, I'm I'm happy though because I mean I, I believe he's better suited. I know he came from Union as a schoolboy, but I believe over the past decade or so he, he really became adapted to rugby league and and really suits his style. The extra extra space, you know, the not not the um, f- flat rushing defence lines of Union um, having a, having a ten meter space in between really suits him and. Um, 
yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think he'll add to what's already looking like a, a Warriors team that's progressing nicely. Yeah, um, I think when it was announced that he was getting released early, we talked on the show and said, you know, I think we all said that after his contract's up and like at the end of the World Cup, he'd be back with the Warriors. Um, it looked a bit dicey there. I think we talked a few weeks ago, it was talking about Japanese rugby and things like that, but it's good to see him back. And I know there's a lot of questions about where he's going to play, what's going to happen, who's going to come and go. We'll probably talk about it more as the year progresses. Um but we've still got a whole season of footy to talk about for the Warriors this year. So don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of ourselves. But I saw Paul was quizzical. So I think there's a question coming. Yeah, yeah. No, I put this to you on in our in our kind of live chat. So I thought I'd put it out live and sort of uh, talk about it as well. He could have gone to Japan for a million bucks. Let's be honest. He's not coming back to the Warriors on peanuts. He's going to come back on some decent money. Um, now, with the salary cap and with how the team's going this year, is he worth the money, though? Um, to come back, or is um, or or is he actually uh, kind of uh, an expense you don't uh, or a, a luxury you don't necessarily need? Um, I, I, he's not going to be on a million dollars. Um, so no, but he's, he's on, not, he, but he's not going to be on peanuts either. Is what I'm trying to say. No, um, but I, I feel like the majority, probably not all, but the majority of his salary is going to be covered by what they're paying Matt Lodge right now to play for the Roosters. So um, in terms of the cap, I think it's still going to be okay because it's kind of money that is not being used for any player right now anyway. Um, will it will it work? We won't know till next year, Paul. Um, I'm, I'm fairly confident. Um, and, yeah, I think Jacko said RTS should be on around 7K, uh, 700K. I, I think it's – I'm hoping that is because I think that's what they're paying Lodge right now. Um, but I think – probably eight maybe it's all speculation there's been no talks on it but i'm seeing probably 800k to get him back at the club when he could be getting a million dollars in japan so um yeah but we don't know we probably won't know until next year on how much he's actually getting okay but if you think it'll be about what they're spending on someone who isn't playing anyway yeah <laughs> good, good. yeah i think yeah management. Um, if not all, the majority of it will be there. Um, yep. So, yeah, who knows? But you got any takes on that before we move on, Richie? No, I don't. Yeah, it's hard to say without speculating. I haven't heard anything on what he, what he's going to be uh, pulling in money-wise. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we're going to get more as the year goes in terms of potentially players leaving the club because there's a few off contract, which we talked about last week, Richie, um, yep. to make room or if there's anyone else they try to bring in. So we'll talk about it when it um, when it actually happens. Um, so we'll move on to the next bit. Um, the NRL are rumoured to be planning to launch the 2024 season with a game in Las Vegas. There's technically uh, not really any um, word on which teams will be included, but Rabbitohs are being thrown around at the moment due to Russell Crowe. Um, being their owner and um, there were some talks about there being two games there with four Sydney teams because that's what everyone wants is to watch four Sydney teams play in America um, not a lot has been out and about about it they've kind of floated this idea before but what's your take on them taking the games to the NRL um, I know we spoke a bit last night on um, a live stream with Ruin Hammer about 
internationals are probably the better way into the American market than the NRL mm. itself. Yeah, um, I think it's it's you know it's an idea. It just depends how well they promote it and what kind of crowd they pull. I mean, rugby league's still very much a. I mean, rugby union's even still relatively unknown over there. You know, they've got their big three or big four sports that they that they tend to watch almost exclusively. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously an attempt to grow the game as long as they promote it well and um, able to pull some kind of crowd would be kind of cool. Yeah, this might be a pull pull in moment again, but how big was the crowd last time the All Blacks took a game to America? Um. They've, they've definitely had sellouts in Chicago, so you're kind of 60, 60 80,000. Um, but the All Blacks brand is yeah. very different to the to, to, to the NRL brand and also to, to the Wallabies yeah. brand, for example. So the Wallabies, when they go over, will get like 20K, kind of 20, 30K. They won't, they won't sell out. So yeah. uh, the All Blacks brand is bigger than rugby. Um, so I, I, don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's a good comparison to, to be mm. making as to, as to what you can expect to, um, to get. Yeah, and I that's kind of why I think the the NRL need to forget taking like the Rabbitohs versus the Roosters, which is a game everyone wants to watch here. It's a, that's a great game, but they don't know that over there. That's why I think if you took the Kangaroos and the Kiwis, it's a little bit easier for an American to understand. It's New Zealand versus Australia. Um, but, yeah. I, I still, I, I still get an underlying feeling you'd be playing in front of a quarter field yeah. stadium. Yeah, um, I think the only way you could really get away with it is if you took Canberra because it's the Las Vegas Raiders and you got the Canberra Raiders, <laughs> yeah. and um, they'll just see Raiders and go, "Let's go do like the Raiders versus the Broncos." So then they think it's a preseason game for the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Um, uh, yeah, if, yeah, you're right. If take take over the um the international games but also you've got a a, a tongan population over there specific island population so you take you could take pacific island teams as well um mm. and they would turn out for those games so uh yeah i think that you'd be better off doing it as you say international games which needs growth anyway yeah. um and uh and you could i don't, I don't know if the usa has got what kind of what, what kind of international league side they've got whether they could uh play a kind of emerging team or or something on those sort of lines um, well they played break. in the they played in the world cup yep. um not very well but they they were there um but yeah it, it's i i understand the desire to grow the game but the fact that we still can't get um annual tests between the top tier nations and you're trying to talk about growing the the NRL, it all flows down. Um, I know NRL internationals aren't as important in their eyes, but um, yeah, I think nationalities is the way you're going to grow the game. So right. they need to focus on that. Like Jack O'Connor, when the Kiwis played the uh, um, played England at Marhead Stadium, most Americans um, thought it was the All Blacks playing, not the uh, not rugby league. So, so yeah, yeah I mean, you're not going to get that. That's the way the NRL have got to use it. Use the Kiwis, and then everyone thinks it's the All Blacks, and we'll actually go. Yeah, Simon's right. So like you, we could, Utah, Utah would get a good, a good, a good Pacific population um, for yeah. a, a Pacific Island team. Um, would yeah. be uh, would be a good place um, there. So yeah, um, so yeah. So I would have. I, I, that, that, yeah, you're right. But again, I mean, 
is league you go in the same way as say like American football where you just have a league you don't have internationals I mean American football is only really played by NFL no one else yeah. in there are other leagues but um, perhaps that's the way that league is going uh, rather than and that's not I mean I'm not saying it's a bad thing I'm just saying that that might be the direction it goes in. but that's the way the NRL will wants it to be they want yeah. to be um, thing which they're a business that's their bread and butter they don't really care about the internationals because it doesn't help them um in the long term but yeah we'll see what happens um as it develops it's all meant to be very hush hush right now but as is everything in the nrl when it's hush hush everyone knows about it and so, we're inside it we, we we know all the hush hush things right? <laughs> yeah exactly um Next bit, um, which Simon might be interested in, it's a bit later in the signing news, but Jack Wyden signed with the Rabbitohs. Um, the Raiders are, have reportedly lodged a formal campaign with the NRL regarding the Rabbitohs' contract for Jack Wyden, saying that um, they believe he's getting paid too little for his market value and that it's kind of a, a way to cheat the cap. Um, the NRL CEO, Andrew Abdo, has actually come out and said He's confirmed that a salary cap auditor is going to review the contract and test the market value to see if the Rabbitohs need to pay more. What's your take on that, Richie? Is it a bit of a, um, I don't know, a polite way of saying it about the Raiders? Is it a bit of... Um, sour grapes? Sour grapes, yeah, is probably the best way to say it. Um, you know, yeah, they're all disappointed, but complaining about him going elsewhere for less money. Maybe. I'm not... I'm not an expert and I won't pretend to be an expert when it comes to the, the ins and outs of, of um, contracts and, and what, you know, what people should be paying. Like, is there like a minimum? Do you have to sign around a market value? Do you? That's, that's one thing I didn't understand. That's yeah. That's what happened with Matt Lodge. When he went to the roosters, um, the roosters got told how much, um, was the minimum they could pay him due to his market yeah, value. Sure. So um, there is meant to be a, a thing there. But, yeah, and like Simon said, auditors should really check out the roosters because um, <laughs> they always talk about how they're staying for less money. So if they are testing the market value, if everyone's willing to pay a million dollars for Joseph Manu and they pay him 700 is that below his market value? I, I don't know how they work it, but... Um, I'm not good with the old numbers, so. Um. But I mean, again, does a player have to be paid his market value? Can he choose to take less, so that he is in a squad where he doesn't have to play every weekend? He can get rest, so his body lasts longer, and he's more likely to win trophies. I, That's um, what I was wondering. The um, yeah. oh, that. American football. Um, I've gone blank. The greatest quarterback of all time, Brady. Brady. Uh, for years, got paid less than, uh, than than he could have got paid elsewhere deliberately, so that the squad could afford within the market cap um, an offensive line to look after him <laughs> and receivers he could throw to. I mean, he, he deliberately took less money so that they could afford that. So, yeah, if a player wants to get paid less so they get more trophies, what's wrong with that? I'm going to forget that you called Tom Brady the greatest of all time, um, and we can <laughs> move on. Um, he he lost to Eli Manning in two Super Bowls. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Come on, Brad. Come on, Brad. New York Giants had the Patriots number, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. and Jacko said, Gould recently said the Roosters have a $14 million roster. It's probably not far. It's, yeah, I don't know. And it's, yeah, it's very cloak and daggers when it comes to the salary cap anyway. So, I, 
you just don't know. Um, but I'm sure we'll get some more news, hopefully by next week, um, about it. Um, I don't know how long it takes a salary cap order to to look into it, but we'll we'll keep our ears to the ground on it. Um, next bit of news: the women's state of origin will be played in both New South Wales and Queensland for the first time. Um, they're still only playing two games, but the first game is on the 1st of June at Parramatta Stadium and the second one on the 22nd of June at North Queensland Stadium. What's your thoughts on that um, with them actually deciding to play a game in both states? Kind of, kind of seems like um, the logical thing to do. But. It, it does, doesn't it? Um, kind of like the argument I, I, I put forward for the Anzac game coming here once in a while but when you watch last night you can kind of understand why um but yeah, it's cool mate it's cool like um like you say it's pretty it's logical they, they get one home ground advantage each and the women's game's just picking up so much so much steam you know i really enjoyed watching the women's state of origin last year i think it's you know just like the men's it's fiercely contested and yeah you know it something to look forward to yeah i i still think they need to go up to three games um, yeah 100 percent. just do it, it curtain raiser for every state of origin game yeah. it, it makes sense to me um and you're always guaranteed to get a great match out of them as well so hmm. um hopefully we see that maybe even as early as next year that they take it up to three games um but yeah i'm a big fan of the women's league i've been i think like jacko's just said it's um the fastest growth area in league mm. and that's 100 percent. and um especially you look last year there was some shocking games in first grade for the men where it was one-sided and that where the women's game for the most part they were all very competitive mm. so um we'll see what happens now that there's a few more teams in there if it's going to be a bit a bit different um and if there's going to be some really you know dominant sides and some not so much time will tell but yeah it's all i love seeing it grow so um yeah anything else you want to add um, i was going to talk about uh, in the, on the women's games so we're talking about it's um sonnyville williams sister has moved over from yes. union to um to league and uh, her passing shot to new zealand rugby was give us multi-year contracts so um and i've heard other um um well actually um oh, wayne smith was talking about the the the, the threat of both the uh, women's AFL and women's um, rugby league to rugby union over here. So uh, look, it does seem to be growing and growing better uh, and doing a better job of growing the professional game than union is um, on the women's side of things. So yeah, have tip to them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That adding multi-year contracts this year has really, um, really strengthened it in my opinion. And um, I saw there was a question that you've started, but I'm actually heading into it now, Paul. So um, there's, uh, no, not that one. The one about the um, allowance, yeah. So there's rumours that Peter Volandis, um is looking at introducing salary cap exemptions for rugby union stars to join the NRL. I've grabbed his little quote here, Richie, before I jump on to you for an opinion. But he said, we've been looking at bringing in salary cap exemptions for players from other countries for some time. It was about bringing in players from America and other nations but it would also apply to players from other sports. And yes, other sports include rugby. If a Wallaby or an All Black wanted to come over, we'd look at cap exceptions for sure. We've been looking at this for quite a while and it's a good time to revisit it. It's something I'd like to come in and come in now. 
So that might answer your question, Paul. That's why we've got Roger. We've got an exemption for him. He's getting paid next to nothing to come to the Warriors. But um, what's your take on it? I think it's a bit different, I guess, for us compared to anyone from Australia listening to us because the divide and the hatred between league and union over there seems to be a bit more in the management side than it is over here. Like mm. we've seen, we've seen in the past the Warriors and the Blues work together and do stuff and we've got players interchanging all the time but um yeah it's an interesting concept but i think it's just another way it, it's a another way to kind of cheat the cap if you just start yeah. luring in all the rugby union guys and you're not really developing your own talent if you're just gonna it's perfect for the roosters they don't like developing talent so the roosters will just go and try to grab every um rugby union player they can but I don't. Yeah, it's inter- an interesting idea, but I it feels like you're weakening your own game. Just it it it's just a pissing contest for Volandis again with rugby union. Every time there's something he sticks a bar about, like he did it with Rogers' announcement, saying like, "Oh, you know, they should call rugby union rugby boomerang or some rubbish," and he he's really into this. Where I feel like everyone else doesn't care. It's like you want good players in if they want to come take it, but not at the detriment of your own young guys. Cause if you start stealing these big guys, all your young guys that are playing league will just go to union and fill their spots. And you're just doing a. Doing yeah. I mean, this just, was kind of like, uh, Oh, look, they can't, uh, I'm, uh, I'm disgusted at them stealing our players. And then next time, Oh yeah, it's, it's a boomerang. I, I, Landis needs to get the chip off his shoulder. I think. I didn't get this really. I, I think they'd be much better off saying you can have a salary cap exception for keeping your marquee players because that keeps the fan base um, and that uh, players who have been there for three years already or something, um, you can give them X hundred or 200,000 extra to stay uh, that, that, that on, top of your, on top of your normal salary cap or something like that. To me, I think we be a better way of, of using this money than going and trying buying players who less, who've got no rugby league experience um, or very little uh, who are, you know, will they or won't they actually be any good at rugby league? Um, I, I, don't, I don't see what I don't see what players and who he's trying to, who he's trying to attract. Is he trying to attract uh, an NFL player? That just seems nuts. He, what, from what, what, what I can see, he just to... wants the marquee players from rugby union and other sports to say, "Look, we've taken your best guys." That's all it is. Like Christopher said, though, it would work if you want to get a young guy, like the NRL already did. They took. Joseph Sawali from Rugby Union when he was younger, and now he's gone back. Um, but that's what they did. They were able to throw him money that Rugby Union weren't willing to give him to steal him. But, um, yeah, like Simon said, Peter needs to stop talking about other sports. Focus on the NRL. That's your job. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know so much players he's trying to get and what, what TV market he's trying to attract by getting those players. Because if you're not, you don't need, you're not bring in a TV market, is it's... Trying, it's to be honest, I'm being biased, but it would only work if you're targeting all blacks in terms of union. Like, no one cares about the Wallabies. Even Australia don't. So, oh, if mean, you're getting, for the all blacks, if you were able to get, like, one of the Barrett brothers or something like that, someone with name recognition into the NRL, it's it's a needle mover. But it's not going to happen. Um, but but outside of the union, um, again, you, you look at you trying to enter the Japanese market. You trying to find a Japanese player you want to bring in. Are you trying to find a? I, I just, is it really? Uh, how many extra eyeballs are you going to get? If Barrett comes across. You're going to get a few column inches 
initially, but I, I don't see it's, it's like all these people from I don't see where he's looking overseas to get these players from. Um, to my mind, I just don't see what who he's going to be trying. You can't steal football players from the UK or uh, yeah, the NFL players from America. Is it's not going to work? So yeah, I'm confused. NFL player would be amazing. One. NFL Sorry? players don't know. NFL would be amazing. They don't know how to tackle. So and I don't um, think I don't think that well, if no, they're 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 to tackle, they don't have to ball. They don't have to do both. They don't do both attack and defense. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, and as Jacko said, um, as a youngster, Nelson Asafa Solomona was targeted for the Hurricanes, but the Storm got him first. Yeah, NRL is already really well known for grabbing youngsters that are playing union. So, mm. yeah, it's just a, a pissing contest, and Philandis likes the sound of his own voice, uh, a bit like myself. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I think like Paul said, I think going the other way where you get a, an exemption for long-serving players, players that are showing loyalty to the club, I think is a better way to go because um, that would also – um, get some of these stars to stay at one club because they know that they're going to be looked after as opposed to jumping ship because they can get more money elsewhere. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure Volandis will give us another three or four headlines to talk about next week. Um, so we'll move on to signings. Um, not too many, but um, we mentioned it during the show last week with breaking news that the Hammer has signed an extension with the Dolphins till the end of 2027. Think that's great for him and for them. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, fantastic. I, I at the start of the season, I had my doubts mm. on him as a fullback. Um, yep. Completely erased now. Completely erased. Um, I think he just obviously needed time in the position, and a coach who had the tr- belief and trust in him to select him there and for him to show what he can do and he's been fantastic this year so yeah i i think there would have been an easy easy decision on both both from both parties to um get that deal done yeah and um the bulldogs have extended jacob preston until the end of 2027 as well which thinks is great i think he's been doing really well really good um yeah and his chances with the bulldogs um probably wouldn't have had the opportunities um if they didn't have so many injuries um and uh, do you want to star that comment, Simon? Um, Paul, we'll talk about that in the question. I've got a good thing about that. Um, so anyone who's listening and not watching, Simon just made a good point about the um, exemption for players. So we'll touch that in the questions because I've got a good good point to that. Um, next bit, Jack Whiten signed a four-year deal to join the Rabbitohs. Um, worst kept secret. Um, it was confirmed today, but it was basically not long after our show last week, it was basically said it was a done deal. What's your take on Whiten to the Rabbitohs? Um, makes their team a bit more dangerous. Um, it, do, it does. And we were kind of messaging when this news came out, you know, might be the <clears throat> might be the end of Isaiah Tass in the centres for the Rabbitohs. Like he's the one I can see falling out if you're looking at their back line. Um, yep. So, yeah. It's a bummer for him because he's come on pretty well the past couple of years. But Jack Whiten, I think, in that club with a couple of his good mates, uh, you know, Latrell, I know he gets along really well with those boys. So it makes him a pretty scary proposition. Yeah. Do you think um, he's been signed as a 
an attempt looking down the line to replace Cody Walker in the halves when Cody Walker's done. Because like they'll have him in centers now and move into six later. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. What's the age difference between the two? I know Cody Walker debuted really look really late, didn't he? Didn't he debut right. nearly thirty Cody. years old? Cody's yeah. in his fifties now, mate. He's he's old. He's he still goes well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, Cody Walker is thirty three. What's Jack? Jack can't be too much Jack. younger than that. Was he thirty? Jack Whiten is thirty. Yeah. Okay. So three yeah, years yeah, younger. Maybe. Maybe. It's not a bad shout. It's just me, you know, being the front rower talking about halves again. But um, it seems like a logical transition later, yeah. unless unless they want to bring up some young talent. But um, yeah, be interesting to see what they do. I think he'll be in the centres, as you said, though, um, mm-hmm. from next yeah. year. Um, yeah, strengthens them up, makes them a definite contender just on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, Next bit of news dropped last night after the um, Warriors Storm game, but Nelson Asafa Solomona has extended his stay with the Storm until the end of 2027 as well. It's going to be a lot of players off contract in 2027, I'll tell you what. But um, yeah, that's a big win. I know everyone was saying that he was going to be a Wallaby uh, because the Australians were after this Wellington born Kiwi representative to play for the Wallabies. Um, but and there was some comments from him saying it was actually really close him leaving, but he, he wanted to stay with Melbourne um, because who wants to play for the Wallabies if we're honest? Um, but yeah, great great signing for them. Then we'll probably be talking a bit about Nelson later on. Um, but he's quite integral to that Storm Ford pack with all the players that have left to go be Dolphins. Yeah, I don't really want to give his name too much airtime. I'm still dirty on him. right so we'll move in the last signing i had was announced today josh kerr has um from the dragons has signed with the dolphins on a two-year deal um not too surprising it was kind of in the air that kerr was looking at leaving the dragons there were rumors he was looking at us as well yeah yeah. um at the warriors but um i think he's from roughly the the dolphins area so it's kind of like he's going home which is good for them and um he's a solid enough player so i think he's um a good addition to their team especially when you think some of those forwards they signed aren't going to be around forever mm. um but yeah good signing for the dolphins there richie yeah they need some depth don't they um yeah and and yeah that's a good pickup they're starting to pick up a few more this year with Her- herbie and and um guys like that so look at what yeah. they're doing this year i think they'll you know they'll they won't be any worse off next year, that's for sure. No, and I think the way they've been performing this year is probably helping them get a few more of these across the line. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll go on to uh, NRLW signings. Um, we've already talked about Sonny Bill's sister. But um, the big one, um, it's Brad's mean I've had, I've had to change my, <laughs> my NRLW team again. Um, Millie Boyle. Uh, has signed a deal with the Roosters. I, I couldn't find the length, so I don't know if it's one year or more. There was no um, nothing specified that I could see, but I'm sure someone will mention it. But a big signing for the Roosters, um, the best female front rower in the game, joining your clubs, nothing to sniff at. So it means that until the Warriors have a women's team again, I'm a Roosters fan apparently, because um, in Millie I trust and... Um, I follow here wherever she goes. Um, what's your take on Millie going to the Roosters? 
Yeah, that's massive. It's probably the best player in the NRLW, you know, or, or definitely up there, definitely top three, if not the best. Um, so, yeah, I feel sorry for you having to support the Roosters, Brad. Wouldn't catch yeah. me doing that. No, um, my allegiance to her will end once the one Warriors woman are back. <laughs> well, I told you, he's getting that haircut. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then the last one I had was um, Jada Taylor has signed a two-year deal with the Sharks. Um, so interesting there. Um, mm. So some good squads starting to line up, and I'm sure um, we're going to see a few more big names get announced um, so we can talk about them next week, hopefully. Should, but be, we're a, going to, should be a nice yeah, tight, before tight you do a topic we didn't uh, mention in the news, which is apparently around the um, England playing France this weekend in internationals, and then uh, England are going to be playing Tonga at the end of the season um, as well. Yeah, it's it's still confusing because I think England's basically confirmed that they're playing Tonga, but everyone's still talking about Tonga playing in a Four Nations at the end of the year down here. So I don't know what's happening. I'm going to go with that they're playing up, up in the Northern Hemisphere because... We haven't heard anything from the Kangaroos or the Kiwis about the Four Nations. So it would be great for Tonga. It's good to see someone actually trying to get some international footy going, yeah. um, even if it's not us down here. So um be great. And um, we'll go on to Casualty Ward now because there's a whole lot. Yep. I didn't even grab them all, um, Richie. Rattle them off. So, Rattle them so off. many. So um, Daniel Tupo's injured his hamstring and may not play this week. I didn't... He hasn't been named, I don't believe. Um, that helps. That that does help. <laughs> um, and then um, Toto Moga from the Dragons had to leave the field with a shoulder injury and is in doubt for this week. Um, Warriors saw Tohu Harris re-injure his knee. No word on how much game time he's going to miss, but he's not that, playing this week. That doesn't help. Um, Chance Nickel Klukster had a head knock, failed his HIA. And is facing. It looks like he's going to face the eleven-day stand-down, which means two games, misses, right? Yeah, misses two not games. only this week's game, but the Magic Round game against the Panthers. Jazz Tavanga from the Warriors as well injured his Achilles and will spend a few weeks on the sidelines. Um, so a lot of them from the Warriors there. Um, Tommy Turbo had a groin strain and could also miss some time. I think he he has been named. I think, but I would be resting them maybe. Um, Corey Oates from the Broncos is going to miss four weeks injuring his PCL and then Eel Regan Campbell-Gillard injured his groin is going to miss a few weeks as well um, so I know I just threw a whole lot of information at your team with mm. injuries but um, what's your take on there there's some big names missing yep. here I'll pick out um, I'll pick out a few yeah, uh, yeah. Corey Oates feel really sorry for him only just come back um, yep. Tommy Turbo gee you want to just go into the Tommy Tubo. Tommy has him. been named. He has been named. But he doesn't look good, does he? I mean, he looks good. Like He's looked half-cooked since he came yeah, back. Fitness-wise, he doesn't look good. Um, he looks on edge all the time. Like, like he still needs to be in cotton wool. But that's just Tommy Turbo. He's sort of always been like that. The Warriors boys, obviously, that hurts a lot. Um, not just any players, too. Big players. So, yeah. I'll, I'll and, really be tested. Yeah, and Moga hasn't been named for the Dragons. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Tupo hasn't been named for the Roosters. So, yeah, those guys what are did, definitely out. What did you think of Regal? Re, 
wrecking Campbell Gillard. Did you think that was a hip drop that caused that or no? I, to be honest, I, I don't even want to do the thick life or anything. I honestly don't know anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, there seems to be a million different ways to look at them and I'm not smart enough. Well, he, um, Regan, Regan hasn't been named for the Eels either, yeah. but it didn't look good. But I just don't know. Some of them get done with a sim bin mm. and then some of them don't, but they might get a penalty. Then some of them get suspended and some of them get a fine. It's the it's just, inconsistency, eh? Yeah, there's there's no line in the sand. It's not like when they got rid of the shoulder charge and things like that. It was like if you do it, it's ten in the bin. If they mm. just see it as a straight simbining for any hip drop, as much as we're going to complain about it on this show, at least mm. you know where you stand. Um, well, it's it's just confusing. It didn't look good. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll give that. But if if you ask Graham Annesley though, uh, he thinks he seems to think it's quite cut and dry. Yeah, but. Um, you still yeah. see lots of lots of them that don't look intentional, though, right? They, they just look like an accident. And yeah. do you want to do you want to penalise accidents with sin bins? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, Mark Roberts has just said that um, yeah, Regan Campbell Gillard's out for up to ten weeks. See, so like, ten. It's a bit the same as the tackle that Tamari that hurt Tamari Martin. I thought that was a hip drop as much as one that we got penalised for earlier in the game. There was no penalty, no suspension, no nothing. So um, it's what do you do? It's it's a penalty or a sim bidding unless it's happening to the Warriors. I don't know. And Richie, look, these guys are professionals. They train the whole time to do this. Um, it's uh, they, if if they're making if these if these accidents are happening, do your training better. I'm sorry, but there are no accidents. You got to get you got to say yes, it is, and no, it's not. Accidents train better. No, I, I take your point there, but there definitely are some that are somebody's sort of grabbed on the front and the ball runner is just a powerful guy who's powered through and the tacklers started in a good position but ended up around the back um, just by that, sheer force of the runner. And that happened not, with Nakore yeah. um, for the Warrior. He got a two-week ban and his was a tackle on Talakai who was just too big and when he, he hit him from the front and got spun to the side. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. We're, we'll be arguing about it for years to come, I'm sure, with this, this yeah. hip drop stuff. But um, speaking of that, we may as well segue into Naughty Boys um, because they're all basically due to hip drops. Um, so Payne Haas from the Broncos is going to miss um, one week for his grade two dangerous contact, which was a hip drop. And then also from the Broncos, Ezra Mann um, is also banned for a week for a hip drop. Um, and Dylan Walker from the Warriors is facing a two to three week ban for an apparent head slam. No word as of yet if the Warriors are going to dispute the charge. They have named him um, in the halves, so that makes me feel like they're going to fight it because if they were just going to let him plead guilty, they wouldn't have named him, right? Mm. I I don't know that I'd fight it. I, I didn't think it was a lot in it, but I think the fact that when he comes over the top with his forearm across the face, it makes it, to me, makes it seem like um, the judiciary wouldn't wouldn't waste any time and they'd suspend him, even if I don't think it's, it's a suspension. Yeah, I don't think it's a suspension. I don't even think it was a penalty. I think it was a good tackle. Um, but, yeah, they're not, they're not going to win if they fight it. So, yeah. Um, it's saying I'm looking on the I'm looking on the the website. It's saying um, he'll miss two matches with a guilty plea, 
or three if he chooses to challenge and is unsuccessful. And he has until 4 p.m. Australian time, Wednesday, to enter a plea. So he hasn't entered a plea as of yet. So the time's come and gone. So I'm not really sure what's going on. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And Mark Roberts said Dylan's fighting it. There's no way he should have been suspended for an accidental contact. And it's yeah. a bit the same. Um, we may as well talk about it now. It didn't make the naughty boys, but Victor Radley got Simbin for a head clash. Um, they were saying there was shoulder in it. I couldn't see it. He actually made some comments, which he may get in trouble for later, saying it was a, a really bad call. I won't use the language he used, but um, said, yeah, it was a shocking call and should never have been a penalty, let alone a Simbin. Um, and yeah, Mikey said Walker will get three. Yeah, I think yeah. if it fights it, I think they're going to lose. I don't agree with the decision there, but I just don't see the judiciary yeah. helping us out. I don't um, see it worth fighting because there's certain people, uh, Warriors players, Victor Radley's, there's no point in fighting. <laughs> they'll suspend yeah. you on. They'll just suspend you. But yeah, so odds are we're going to miss it for three weeks, which is a massive loss with everyone else that's already out. Um, I don't feel as confident going against the Roosters if it's Sean Johnson and um, Ronald Volkman, and definitely not against the Panthers at Magic Round. But um, yeah, time will tell. So we may as well go into uh, round eight because we're almost an hour and we haven't even talked about the games here, Richie. Yeah, let's rock and roll. <laughs> um, so yeah, first game, uh, Rabbitohs, Panthers, 20 to 18. You want to give us the rundown? Yep, what a game. Four tries to three for the Rabbitohs. Damian Cook, Latrell Mitchell with a double, and Isaiah Tass. Three tries for the Panthers, all Stephen Crichton. All conversions and penalty goals, Stephen Crichton. So it was the Rabbitohs versus Stephen Crichton show. Pretty much, yeah. And I've got um, second week in a row where the Bunnies have made single-digit errors, um, and they look composed and just piled on the pressure, which the Panthers couldn't contain in that final 10 minutes. Um, your take on the Bunnies? Yeah, I thought they are impressive. Um Started really well, controlled a lot of the game. Uh, even when the Panthers were able to fight their way in, back into it and take the lead, I, I thought they stayed calm and were able to find the, the special source to get two late tries to escape with the win. So, loved it, yeah. mate. I, anytime the Panthers loses, great game in yeah. my books. <laughs> and your your take on the Panthers? Uh, I think they were in, they're impressive as ever when it when it comes to their defense. They're um, it's just such a tough nut to crack, eh? I mean, they weren't playing their best, but they still fought tooth and nail, and, and the Rabbitohs had to fight for every inch, and it felt like the Rabbitohs were playing their best footy. Um, yeah, they never say die, the Panthers, and even though they weren't looking likely, they still almost found a way. Yeah, um, I've got here, I, I didn't think the Panthers were at their best. They made too many errors and were lacking that attacking spark we're used to seeing from them, with the exception of Crichton. Um, still one of the best teams in the comp, though, um, but nowhere near as touchable as they used to be. Um, I think there is a few chinks in the armour. Um, still probably got them penciled in for a grand final, yeah. Um, yeah. Even, even though. But, you know, it's not as tall a, a, tall a hill to climb facing them now but um your player that stood out oh, i went latrell i think you probably did too eh? uh, yeah he just had the magic he had the magic mate he was doing he had he had one error actually latest in the game which which hurt them um but other than that he was just fantastic um 
couple of yeah. tries, running hard, freak freakish offloads. He he brought the full bag of tricks. Yeah, he kind of carried his team on his back for a little bit at the end there. Um, so, yeah, I picked him as well. Solid game from him. Um, I think it's the second week in a row I've picked him. I think I'm just cheating now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, next game, uh, Broncos defeating the Eels 26-16, Richie. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it was four tries to three for the Broncos. Herbie Farnworth, Adam Reynolds, Ezra Mam, Tony Staggs. For the Eels, Clint Gutherson, Mike Sivo, Sean Russell. Yeah, and I've got um, a strong first half, got Brisbane home um, here, but they struggled a bit with their attack in the second half. However, they defended well enough um, to stop the Eels' comeback, um, which was key in securing the win. Your thoughts on the Broncos? Uh, yeah, I thought they were really impressive in the first half, and if they if they carry that form, for me, they're a strong contender for top four come the end of the year. Um, they did... They did um, let their foot off the gas a little in the second half, second half however, and um, that's when the Eels were able to climb back with a couple of tries. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Eels? I thought they were quite poor in the first half. Um, yeah, they 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 just looked a bit off, and the Broncos were able to run up a 22-6 halftime lead and you know, ultimately left themselves with too big a hill to climb. Yeah. Yeah, I've got um, the Eels just look clunky and weren't helped with a few injuries um, and just too inconsistent when it matters, which is an ongoing theme in my reviews of their losses. So um, your player to stand out? I really liked the Broncos' halves this game, um, the control of Reynolds, the flair of man, but I'll say Reynolds, I mean, he got a try. I think he kicked a 40-20. His kicking game was just was killing the eels so um i think he really set the tone for for the lead the big lead that the eels weren't able to pull back yeah and um going off my my rabbit i still got gone for the same player for the second week in a row with the broncos too i've gone with Payne haas um he ended up with 212 running meters um guy's just a machine it's um it's going to be hard for the Broncos without him this week. Yeah, um, he kind of is a linchpin there. So, um, yeah, big guy there. But next game on Saturday, we had the Sharks defeating the Bulldogs 33-20. We did, and it was five tries to three for the Sharks. William Kennedy grabbing a hat-trick, Matty Moylan grabbing one, and Sione Katoa. Three tries for the Doggies, Braden Burns, Declan Casey, and Corey Waddell. Five from yes. five off the tee with... For Hines and um, a penalty goal and a field goal. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've got on here. Um, Sharks are starting to hit their groove. Um, they've got nice attacking shape, and with Hines at the helm, they just ask plenty of questions, and they're a dangerous side. Um, but your take on the Sharks? Very similar, mate. Um, felt like they had too much potency for for the Dogs, who are obviously still depleted, um, and the Sharks just always look like they have. They have a team that have points in them. So, yeah, I think I think they'll be dangerous for the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. And your, your take on the Bulldogs? Uh, copy and paste from the last couple of weeks. Missing a lot of troops, uh, putting up a fighting effort. Um, hopefully, hopefully they'll come out of this period with, you know, all their injuries. Hopefully they'll come out of this period having developed some depth and experience out of it and take that as a win. 
Yeah, similar here. I've just got that they showed plenty of heart, but their death's running thin. And against a top-tier side like Cronulla, um, it was too steep a hill to climb. But they are battlers, and I'll give them that. I know it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. But, mm. yeah, as you said, this um, will give them a bit of a, a mental edge with the youngsters when um, push comes to shove later down the line. Yeah. Um, your player? Uh, Kennedy. Will Kennedy. Got a hat-trick. Um, yeah. He's just so sound and... You know, a big part of their their attack. He always looks dangerous. Yeah. I went with yeah. Kennedy. I went with Nico Hines. Um, I got some of his stats here. He had, um, three line break assists, two try assists, thirteen points, and a hundred percent at the key uh, at the tee. So um, not bad. Another another great night out for him. Um, next game was the Cowboys defeating the Knights eighteen sixteen. Yeah, it was a close one. Um, Three tries apiece for the Cowboys, Reese Robson, Kyle Felt, Tom Dearden. Three tries for the Knights, Greg Mazu, Dom Young, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, the difference being three from three from Valentine Holmes, uh, two from three from Lachlan Miller. So goal kicking was the difference. Yeah, see, I should have gone with my gut. I think I said it last week there, if Ponga plays, the Knights lose. But I went I went with the Knights, and that's you what You did happened. say that. You did say that. Um, but, yeah, Cowboys were lucky here. Um, they didn't play well. They had some poor defensive reads. Um, but off the back of some key plays from Drinkwater, they snuck home. Still plenty of work to do, but it's a step in the right direction and some much-needed points on the ladder for them. Mm. Um, your thoughts on the Cowboys? I still think they look levels down from where they were last year. Yeah. Um, but I felt like this was a, almost a must-win for them already, you know? So... Um, they got the result at home, which was badly needed, no matter which way it came. So they'll be happy with that. Yeah, and your your thoughts on the Knights? Uh, a dip in form, I think, um, after the gutsy efforts of the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, unfortunately for them, they couldn't pick up the win on the road. It would have been a, you know, would have really put some momentum behind them, but not to be. Yeah, I thought they did look better in patches here. Um, but I think their biggest issue is they don't play as a cohesive unit. Um, they're kind of a few players all playing on their own script. Um, until they get that sorted, um, they're going to struggle on the ladder. But, um, yeah, at the moment they're just playing like individuals, um, which mm. doesn't help you. Um, your player? Scotty Drinkwater. I was, he was on fire. I felt like he was a real difference maker out there. Yeah, I had drink water as well. Um, just, yeah, solid game, solid game from him, and he's just an attacking spark. So mm. um, next game, um, probably one of the better games of the round. Yeah. Um, Dolphins defeating the Titans, 28-26. Yep, it was a fantastic game. It was, um, <clears throat> it was five tries to four for the Dolphins. Robert Jennings grabbed two, should have been three. <laughs> Mark Nichols <laughs> grabbed one. Jared Wallace grabbed one, and former warrior Ewan Aitken, uh, four tries to the Titans all in the first half, unfortunately for them. Chris Randall, uh, Isaac Liu, Tino Fasol Malawi, and Tanner Boyd. Um, yeah, unpack it, Brad. That was a crazy game. Um, yeah, amazing comeback <laughs> from the Dolphins. Um, they looked second rate in the first half, but once they got a sniff in the second, they never looked back. Continue to impress me, especially when they're nabbing wins without their preferred halves pairing. 
and um, I think it tied for the the biggest comeback. Um, but yeah, to to win after being twenty six six down, um, just fantastic, and it adds another chapter to this great story that is the Dolphins this year. But um, mm. your take on the Dolphins? Wasn't even twenty six six. Was it twenty six no? Wasn't it? I've got uh, my twenty six twenty six six at half time. Yeah, but I think it was. Time. I think it was 26 nil at one point. Um, yeah. yeah, amazing. I thought they managed to pull off a miraculous come from behind win after looking dead and buried. Um, it's just another performance telling me I need to stop doubting them. Yeah, it was 26 nil. Um, Tanner Boyd got his try in the 26th minute and the Dolphins got their first one in the 33rd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your take on the, the Titans. Another very Titans performance <laughs> yeah that we know they've got points in them um they look dangerous with aj brimson back um they've got points in them they just go through lapses where they forget how to defend and we say it time and time again and it costs them games mate so yeah i don't know what the answer is because it's been a problem for them for a while yeah i've got the same they still can't defend and um perhaps they thought they had the game one at half time um no mental fortitude as soon as the dolphins got them on the back foot they collapsed should never have let this game slip and it's probably a, it's a dark day for titans fans um i feel for them um but not for the titans because it helps us yeah um hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Your your player that stood out? I put Robert Jennings. Got two <laughs> tries. One of the most funny non-tries you'll ever see. Stumbling over and just laying there. Um, poor poor it, Robert. It was hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, Thankfully, more, it didn't cost him's team. It didn't. Thankfully. So more for that non-try than anything else that I put him. Yeah. I went with Jared Wallace. Um, he had 181 running metres. Um up, up the middle and scored a try and it was all against his former team so um thought it was a great outing for him um but next game um oh manly defeating the poor old tigers 22 16. yep uh yeah poor poor tigers it was three tries all um so close for the tigers for manly deli cherry evans olukawatu carrying on his good form and jason saab Three tries for the Tigers, Charlie Staines, Api Corosau, and Stafford Tor. Um, yeah, a lot, of, lot closer than some people picked, Brad. Not you. I think you had a wee tip on them, didn't you? Yeah, I, 
I put a little punt on the Tigers to get the win here and was on the edge of my seat. Um, thought I, I had the master stroke. Um, but unfortunately, no. Manly, they just had a lucky escape. They defended poorly, made too many errors, but they made the most of their opportunities at the end of the game when it counted. Not a match they're going to be proud of, but they'll be happy with the two points. But uh, your take on Manly? Yeah, pretty much copy and paste what you said, mate. Um, they managed victory, but didn't look overly convincing against the lowly Tigers. But, you know, I suppose you got to give some credit to the Tigers for that as well. Yeah, and speaking of the Tigers, what's your, your take on them? A far better effort from them to take Manly to the limit. And this is a Manly team that's just tipped over the storm. So, you, you know, they're no, no slouches. Um, yeah. It's just almost as if they've forgotten how to win. Yeah, um, that kind of goes into what I've got. I've just got here, Paul Tigers. Um, I, I thought they had this match, but they switched off a little in that final 10 minutes, yeah. um, and a few individual errors saw the wind slip from their grasp. Confidence is at an all-time low, so when the game's on the line, it's harder for them to dig deep. Um, yeah, disappointing, but your player of the of the game. Yeah, I've taken someone in the losing team. I thought I'd shout out the debutante, uh, Jareem Buller. Buller, Buller, I think it's pronounced. Um, yeah. yeah, I should know his name. I just brought him into my fantasy team. Yeah, so. young, I mean, obviously young guy um, debuting in a team like the Tigers. I thought apart from one mistake, which which wasn't great and led to a try to the Manly, um, other than that, he, he, he looked good, you know. He was a point of difference. So um, I thought I'd give him a shout on his debut. Being completely facetious, um, he's a young young fullback on the rise with the Tigers. Which um, which NRL team is going to turn him into a superstar? Because that's kind of what happens to Tigers fullbacks. Which team's going to pick him up? Probably Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> um, my player to stand out was Ruben Garrick. I, I picked from the winning side just because he had a hundred percent goal kicking, and mm. that was kind of the difference here. So um, yeah. See, and um, I see Nicholas has said Ruin Hammer aren't on tonight. Really? Are they not on? Honestly, just not. They have a game the night before and they can't handle it. Disappointing. Um, but yeah, first game, uh, we had the, the double header on Anzac Day. Um, first game, Roosters defeating the Dragons 27 26. Yeah, Brad would have been on the edge of his seat. It was um, five tries to four in favor of the Dragons, actually. Uh, yep. So. Tao Monga, Jack Bird, Tao Monga got two, uh, got three. There you go. And yeah. Tyrell Sloan. Um, four for the Roosters, James Tedesco, Victor Radley, Luke Carey, and Joey Manu. Uh, yeah. A close one, Brad. Um, yeah. Bet you're, upset. Um, bet you're upset with the result. Not really. Dragons to lost. Um, <laughs> Roosters, they just looked a bit off pace. Not sure if it was due to them being poor or the Dragons stepping up. Defended well, went down to 12 men. You know, they didn't concede any points while they were down um, to only 12 men. They just have the confidence and their ability to get out of a tight tussle with a win. Um, mm. Your take on the Roosters? Yeah, I think they look a long way off my lofty preseason prediction for them. Yeah. They, they picked up the win, but, you know, another win, another Victor, Victor Radley Sinbin and only scraping home against the Dragons by one point. And being out scored, scored five tries to four will be a concern for them. So, yeah, uh, hopefully they don't bounce back too hard this coming week. Hopefully not. And um, Dragons, your thoughts on them? 
Uh, it's just another close loss for the Dragons, and, and they're starting to mount. We've seen it in a few games already this year, so they seem to compete, but um, not quite good enough to, to get the results in the end, which, yeah, bit Brad's ecstatic about that. I've actually got quite a complimentary note for the Dragons. Um, shocking everybody. Um, but, yeah, the Dragons, they always step up for the Anzac Clash. Um, doesn't matter how good or bad they've been going. Um, they always show up for this game, and they look close to getting the upset here. They'll be disappointed they didn't get any points in that 10-minute window when Radley was off. Yep. That was really their time to strike. Um, they just didn't. They have a lot of talent, but uh, talent alone is just not enough in the NRL. So, um, yeah, disappointing for the Dragons, I'm sure. Um, your player that stood out? I've gone for another player in a losing team. Um Put Tyrell Sloan, I think um, yeah. he's been one that struggled for a position there over the past couple of years. Always looked like he's got a lot of pace and talent, and I thought he was instrumental in a lot of a lot of their scoring plays. So, um, yeah, I thought he went quite well. Only dragon I have in my fantasy team um, yeah. is Sloan. Um, mine was um, Joey Manu. Kind of, um, I thought he looked dangerous in the halves, um, getting him the ball more. Um, definitely makes them a, a bigger attacking threat. But thought he had a, a solid game there and um, not looking forward to seeing him in the halves this week. Yeah. Oh. Um, then we get to the last game. Um, Warriors losing to the Storm 30-22. to 22. Yeah, this one hurt. Uh, it is five tries to four in the Storm's favour. For the Storm, Justin Ollum, Cam Munster, Nick Meany with two, and Harry Grant. Um, four tries to the Warriors, Jackson Ford, Dylan Watini Zelezniak with two, and Adam Fanua Blake rounded out the try scorers. Yeah, go on, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> it is painful um, to talk about. <laughs> the, the Storm survived an early Warriors onslaught, and um, they just started carving up in the middle um, when the Warriors started to fatigue with no bench in that second half. Um, not the usual Storm Anzac performance, thankfully for us. Um, but they never gave up. Um, credit where credit's due. They made the most of their chances and, and got, I'm not going to say a well-deserved win, but they they um, they got a good win here. Um, yeah. Your take on the Storm? Yeah, they fought back well and turned the tide, inspired by huge impact of Nelson Asafa Solomona and cameos from all the usual suspects here, Munsters, Grants, Olams. Or pitching them with tries, so yeah, disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and your take on the Warriors? Brilliant start. Um, we looked every bit of top eight team to start off mm. that match. <clears throat> Unfortunately, injuries took their toll, um, and we withered under the pressure with nobody left under the bench on the bench. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I could dip into other things like um, officiating, but we won't. We won't. We won't do that here come across salty yeah um yeah i've got the warriors stayed in the fight despite some poor calls in the savage injury toll so i'm going straight for the ref (laughs) (laughs) um the game changed when tohu harris went off but they never gave up which makes me proud um fanua blake was phenomenal he played 71 minutes out there um due to the injuries and the uh, i i did i wrote down how many meters he got in my review today but i don't remember it off the top of my head I think he, he got like 180, 170, mm. 180 meters. Um, but yeah, it was uh, this the three weeks, the three games, Storm, Roosters, Panthers. 
was going to show us what if the Warriors were legit or not. Losing by eight to the Storm when they lost by 60 last year, um, I think, yeah, they're, they're a top eight team. Um, mm. There's no, it's too early to tell. They lost here, but if they can bring that type of fight with no bench um, mm. and with some dodgy calls, um, you know, they can take it to anyone. Um, they've just got to back it up. It's going to be hard this week, but they've got to back it up this week and again in Magic Round um, to stay because we'll talk about the ladder pretty much next. Um, they're, they're, they're slipping, um, which is just because of how tight it is. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Jack, I said we're top eight but not top four. 100%. Um, I think, yeah, um, anywhere from, from fifth to eighth is where they should be um, coming into the year. But, um, and yeah, Nicholas asked, is there a process where clubs can make an official complaint against uh, overall refereeing performance? I think they can, but it never comes of anything. Um, even when it's really bad, you get a, I'm sorry, which as Warriors fans, we know all too well, used to happen quite a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, your player. I actually put Fenor Blake. You spoke about him. I was yeah. going to go Ness. I, I saw you were going to go Ness. So Fenor Blake. Um, phenomenal late footwork, um, post contact meters. Um, he's been doing it a lot this year and he's turned into a try scorer. So, yeah, it's third try of the year. Yeah, very happy with that. Yeah, my player was Nelson Asafa Solabona, which I'm seeing comments about him already. Um, the game changed when he entered. Um, he was just basically almost every hit up had an offload, he was hard to contain. Um, has has a lot of leeway when it comes to his defense, um, which which helped the storm. Um, he was really able to get in there and um, have a, a, an extra go or two and a lot of his tackles um, mm. without getting in trouble for it. So, yeah, massive game for him, unfortunately. But um, yeah, don't feel as bad as I normally do after Anzac Day this year, Richie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the round at an hour. Wow. Um, so you want to bring up the ladder? Um, so I went with top eight this last week. So you go with top eight this week, Richie. Yep. So number one, Brisbane Broncos still. Number two, Manly Sea Eagles. Three, Penrith Panthers. Four, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Five, Cronulla Sharks. Six, Melbourne Storm. Warriors have slipped to seventh. And Dolphins round out the eight. That's a, yeah. that's a traditional top four again now, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's gone back to the normal top four. Um, then, yeah, ninth, we've got the Roosters also sitting on 10, like from positions three to three to nine, all on 10 points. Um, Titans are 10th, Raiders 11th, Knights 12th, Eels 13th, Dragons 14th. Still coming down, though, you see, Richie? Yeah. Um, Cowboys uh, 15th, Bulldogs 16th, and... Tigers still winless at the bottom at 17th. Um, so, yeah, not, not a, a great news. But that's why I said the, the next two rounds for the Warriors is integral because, if you know, if all those teams above them get another win, they're going to slowly move out of the eight just because of how tight it is. So um, One thing one thing in our favour, we haven't had all our buys yet. So we have, we're going yeah, to get some free points coming up. We've got a buy coming up in like four weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, it's after the Bulldogs game. I mean, how can the Brisbane be? They're the only team with a gap. It's three points. Everything else is is a, is a oh sorry, and the and the Tigers off the bottom. 
Yeah, I'm still Pretty holding out people. hope. That, I'm still holding out hope they're going to slide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they might. They might though. Um, you go through or, the origin period and things like that. Um, they'll get they'll get hit hard at origin. Be some slides. So yeah, time will tell. It's it's, it's it's crazy close between ninth and third, all on the same points. That's just nuts. Yeah. They've had a very favourable draw to start. Yeah, and they never leave. They never leave their home. So. Um, so if we want to bring up the tips before we move on. Um, so Simon had another outstanding um, round. He only got one game wrong. He got the Panthers losing wrong. Every he's other game, he, he knocked it out of the park. He's on fire. Um, I have moved into second place. So Simon's first place, sorry, um, 42 out of 64. I got to second with a beautiful six out of eight. Second equal. Say it how it is. Second, second. equal. Second um, with 36.64, and Richard has gone back to where he belongs at the bottom with a a measly 36 out of 64. Um, So dreadful from you, Richie. Another shocking week. Hey, Richie likes on Watermelon. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's it's still family hour, isn't it? It's 906, I suppose. 906. Um. So, yeah, we'll go on to and, questions uh, now. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you and, yeah sorry, and the multi of uh, where you where all three of you picked the same picks, came close, but uh, was, was well, fell at the first hurdle, but was perfect after that, unfortunately. But there we go. And then, see, um, my multi worked, though, Paul, because I didn't put Penrith into mine. And I didn't put the uh, Storm and Warriors game in either. Um, so, yeah, I changed it up. I wasn't, wasn't confident on the Penrith Rabbitohs game. So this is my uh, yeah this 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 is, this is the multi I put on every week for oh well, I've had Sonic put on every week guys for where all three guys pick the same game um, so um, so yeah um, yep yeah, Simon agrees it's definitely past the watershed now so we're all yeah. good um, so let's kick off with the questions we'd like to see women's game game copy Super League and add a New Zealand to the women and look I think you guys have said plenty of times you want a uh, the Warriors should have a women's team in WNRL so um, they're coming back. They're coming back. We just don't know when it is, but they have confirmed, I think it might be 2025, that um, the Warriors woman team will be back in the comp, So, uh, which gives them enough time to develop some players. We can't rely on them stealing all the former Warriors back. I think when um, I think when oh, no, no, you just just have the, uh, the Blackburn Sevens team as the uh, as, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I think when Christopher asked that question, we were talking about the uh, women's origin, so I think is he, is oh, he yeah. asking to, uh, to put New Zealand in against Queensland and New South Wales as a tri-series like we had in Super Ooh. League days? Oh, that's what he would, Yeah, um, I'd be interested in that. Um, then, yeah, it could be good. Um, yeah, why not? It's I don't think they take State of Origin as seriously for the women as they do the men, so I think you would get away with that, um, them allowing Kiwis in there. Um, but, yeah. I'm all for If you leave it two yeah. or three years, it'll be set and that's it. It will never happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always down. So Nicholas asks, um, do you guys think that the Tigers will win a match this season? Yeah. Um, other other than other than the bye. Yeah, yeah, I think they will. Yeah. They, they, they got, play the Dragons. Yeah. Well, they got very close this week. It's only a matter yeah. of time before they stumble across a win. They got very close this week to a team that's second on the ladder. Um. So, yep. you know, it's it's going to happen. Um, you know, will they, they might only get one, but they will get a win. Um, 
I'm just trying to look why you're. Hopefully, that's not it. against the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they have got. Oh, hold on, they got the Panthers this week, so that way. But Magic Round, Magic Round, they're playing the Dragons, so they'll get a win in Magic Round against the Dragons. Um, so the uh, so yeah, so you said so. You, if we look at the games, and they say Panthers this week, no. Dragons are Magic Round potentially. Then they got the Rabbitohs, no. Then they have got the Cowboys, um, then the Raiders, uh, Titans. We know the Titans can't defend, so as long as they put the defense up, they've got a chance. Yeah. Um, the Storm, Cowboys, Sharks, Knights, Dragons again. They've got Dragons, so two opportunities against the Dragons. Two wins. The season goes forever. Book it um, in. Yeah, looking how long the season goes for, of course they're going to get, they've got to get a win. Everyone else is going to run out of, is just going to be knackered by the time they get to the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. But actually, they're, they're, they're running. Rabbitohs, Raiders, Warriors, Dolphins, Roosters, Eagles. Um, yeah, there's not many opportunities, really. There's two or three. There's not a lot of uh, games we're going to win. It is hard when you're the worst team in the comp to kind of pick out games that you're going to get. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, what Knights, Titans, two against Dragons. I think it. those those four are possible. I think I think Dragons and Titans are the best bet. Um, you know, the Raiders haven't been that great, but I think the Raiders should still be good enough. But Titans are probably taking my bias out with the Dragons. Titans are probably the best target. Mm. And Cowboys, look, I mean, they've got the Cowboys twice. Their Cowboys only got uh, on the same, only on six points. So, but um, but yeah, they should Cowboys should do better than that. Um, yeah. Okay, then the meaty question you were looking, you wanted to talk about potential rugby league players from tier two rugby league nations like the United States or Canada or Jamaica would be a good idea for salary cap exemption. Um, that might have uh, that might help grow the sport. Yeah. What are your thoughts there on that one? That's why I wanted you to take it. That's 100% the reason this exemption should exist. It's to get the tier two, those other players. Like we saw, we talked a lot when we were doing the World Cup, like Jamaica and things like that, how well they are doing. I would rather them see them use a salary exemption, like if they had so, like almost like an advanced development deal where you went and gone, like there's a young prop from Jamaica that looks like he's got some talent. If we could get him in, um, he could do good things, things like that, where you're grabbing, like, yeah, those young tier two nations that don't get to play in competitions like this. If you had one of them and you brought them into the fold, similar to what the Dolphins were doing with the Papua New Guinean players that they brought into their camp in the preseason. But I think that's probably a better use for it. Like, Villandis just wants to, you know, measure his member by saying, we've got the best wallaby coming to our sport. That's yeah. what he wants it for, but that's not going to help the game. Doing what Simon's mentioned there, targeting these young guys that you're not trying to steal from another sport. You're trying to help grow your own sport in one of those countries. The only problem, I guess, there is knowing what Australia is like. They'll grab that young guy that plays for Malta or something and turn him into a kangaroo. Mm -hmm. um, well, that, that, that's that my question for you. Is, is Jamaica in New South Wales or is... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and yeah, like Simon said, you can get players from those nations and you might be interested. It's the same. You look at the NFL when um, Valentine Holmes and Jared Hayne went to the NFL, more yep. people started watching from Australia. Um, you know, they didn't do that well, but people were had their eyeballs on. If you've got a guy from Jamaica goes and ends up at, we'll say the Roosters because that's where everyone goes. Um, 
goes there. People from Jamaica might be interested in looking at this NRL thing. Um, that that kid down the street that um, played, you know, or did track and field with their son is playing. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, then, like Mikey said, that, then a local misses out. But they they do they do a lot of sort of crossover things, and quite often rowing is one that's. Uh, but if you look at if you go you look at the American Olympic team and go, okay, we'll have to take a couple of couple of uh, big rowers. Um, because they've got they've got engines and and they now have to be athletes and a couple of track and field guys and a couple of maybe the sevens guys and bring them over and yeah and take get a get, a, get an Olympian hopefully a gold a gold a gold Olympian um, from the USA that's how you grow your audience in the USA it's not by taking a game over there that that, um, that they don't know about um, tomorrow yeah. anyway there we go and I saw Mikey mention saying then a local misses out but with the the planned model a local is going to miss out anyway because they're trying to target superstars yep. from a different code. So that local um, growing player isn't going to play because they're getting some guy in. So it's still in. Yeah. But then again, one of the things we've been saying is that we want a team in Wellington. We think there should be a team in the Pacific Island. They, they need a team in West Australia or somewhere like that. We're talking about expanding it with another three, two or three teams. Um, that makes space for these for the locals and for these extra people because we talked about the fact that that would be stretching the player base perhaps too thin. So uh, if you did it in conjunction with that, then maybe maybe that's mm. the way forward. Yeah. And um, any other questions from anyone else? We kind of talked about this before, but Chris Rosberry, where do you rate RTS on the scale of Benji to Sonny Bill Williams? Um, closer to Sonny Bill Williams, but not, uh, but but definitely not anywhere, but not not really near. S- smack bang in the middle. Yeah, um, Benji, Benji. Well, no, I mean Benji. Benji to be fair, Benji didn't even make it as a regular Super Rugby player. Whereas, yeah. look, Sonny, uh, but to be fair to RTS, he's, he's a regular son of. I'd say Smack Bang would be a regular um, Super Rugby player. He's that, and he's also made it into the All Blacks camp. Played a couple of games, not embarrassed himself. So slightly above middle, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. And um, Sonny, Sonny Bill is up there with Brad Thorne in terms of best New Zealand converts. Um, yeah, there was, there was talk mentioned something about uh, Brad Thorne choosing to play for the uh, um, Queensland in uh, State of Origin rather than the Kiwis he, when it was in Super League. Um, he even played. He even played for Australia when he went back yeah. um, yep. in that time, um, which we won't talk about. I like Simon's point here that Tigers could end up doing a Cleveland Browns, lose every game, and then have a parade down Bally Main um, to, <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> um, would they? Would they don't end up like that. Would they get wooden spoons thrown onto their training pitch like the uh, like the Broncos did? That's my question. No, nah, their fans are used to it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's that's the questions from the uh, from the live chat. All right. So I did get sent a question earlier on from um, Andrew, the editor of Nothing But League. Um, it's a bit of a long one, so I'm going to abbreviate it down because I know we're we're pushing for time as always. But pushing for time. Uh, pushing for time. <laughs> um, as Warriors fans, do you like playing Melbourne on Anzac Day night? I can imagine the 9pm kickoff your time isn't convenient. And, or would you prefer to play an Anzac Day Eve game instead when the later kickoff isn't a big factor or play the Anzac game at home maybe every second year? And um, who would you prefer to play? We so, play game, you know, sunlight, 2pm 2, 2 kickoff in Australia. Yeah, um, in turn, I'll, I'll go first, Richie, because I'm yep. just on a roll talking at the moment. Um, <laughs> the the nine o'clock, I don't mind, except for the fact that you usually have to work the next day. Um, I took today off. Um, as I told Paul before we went on, I'm very happy I did because I had a 
I had to finish writing up our notes for the show. Um, as you know, Richie, I had to write my game review that I had to put out. The team list for this week's game got announced at like one o'clock. So I had to make my pitches that I posted for that very, you know, what was me, you know, first world problems. But it's a lot of stuff that you got to do um, after having a, a late game. Um, and I don't know if you guys are like it, but after a game like that, I'm usually can't go straight to sleep. So, um, you know, it's a late night. So that, it would be nice if it was an earlier game, but it does look good in Melbourne at night, which is the thing. Um, what I would like them to do it every second year here. I don't mind playing Melbourne. I feel like it's a good thing. I know Andrew's a Raiders fan. I know he was saying, like, you know, New Zealand versus Canberra because Canberra is the capital of Australia. Um, I get that as well, but I feel like we've done the storm enough now where it's become um, a tradition. So I would be happy to stick with it there, but I want them to alternate it. Um, I know they make a lot of coin in Melbourne having it there, which is why they like it there. And it looks great on TV, but it's Anzac for a reason. It's Australia and New Zealand. So it makes sense to switch it. And I think. Yeah, and have you done the, it tonight, um, uh, Richard? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Anywhere but Eden Park. Um, but yeah, I, I think, think I, I, I think Mount Smart actually would be too small for that game. And that sounds silly saying that, um, looking at some right. of the crowds we get in New Zealand. But I honestly believe that yeah, that could be actually a um, it could be too big a too big a crowd for for Mount Smart. The demand for tickets yeah. would be too high. I think Melbourne um, only gets Melbourne only gets yeah. thirty thousand in their stadium. It's a small stadium too. I don't even think it's thirty. Oh, okay. I think it's similar to Mount Smart, isn't it? Maybe a tiny bit more. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm sure if you got it, it, it all depends, Paul. If the Warriors are playing well, it'll sell out. Even yep. though it's Anzac Day, if the Warriors are doing rubbish, people aren't going to go, regardless of the spectacle, which is, I think, another reason why Melbourne get it all the time because they are always successful. And the um, people in Melbourne, they don't go to a lot of Storm games, but they go to that one. Like, I think they said that was like their first sellout before kickoff, didn't they, Richie? Like, sell out before game day yeah before game day it's like their first one if not ever in a long time <clears throat> yeah jack we're not going to talk about the covid and, and what nrl promised during covid yeah it hurts too much a lot of broken promises um but yeah um your take on it richie i mean yeah it's fine for me nine o'clock fine i like watching it it's a great spectacle on tv um I would. I'm a biased Warriors fan, but I'd love for us to get a home advantage once in a while. You know, alternate it maybe. Um, then maybe we get the first Anzac Day slot, if that were the case. And then the Roosters the Dragons one. game get Roosters Dragons game gets pushed to the last game, so they get the night game. It's still roughly a seven o'clock kickoff here in NZ, and it's still night a night game, and we can yeah. put on a show as well. Um, but yeah, you get, I just think of the players as well. The nine o'clock kickoff, they're used to New Zealand time. That's what eleven p.m. for them, really. Um, there's a lot of advantages that the that the Storm enjoy in that fixture. Yeah, and, um, Simon hasn't put his fixture yet, so Simon, sort out sort out your life, man, and give me so, your picks. Before we do move on, look, I mean, Brad made a point we, there about um, look about the amount of stuff we do. To, to get these shows up and running, to get the uh, to get his website and uh, other things up and doing, we do it all for the love of it because we love we do enjoy it. 
and you said won't be me um, but it is a, it is a chunk of work making this happen all the time so if you'd like to become a supporter head over to New Zealand um, head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio and that'll help for th- pay for things like the software we use for live streaming um, and maybe just maybe I can buy these guys uh, proper microphones and uh, uh, and things like that to um, to improve our sound quality so uh, if you can um, or if you'd like to please head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio to support us in what we do here um, and I'll and if, if we get enough, we'll, we'll uh, pass some money Brad's way as well. Yeah, I need a new camera. I guess I'm still using my twelve dollar <laughs> camera, Paul. It's not good. Did you um, did, did you still have that t-shirt shop open, Paul? Oh, from last week. Yeah. Yes. Um, sorry, oh. I lost it. I need to get find it. The link again. Yeah, yeah I didn't even I'm going to grab me one. I want to wear. I want to wear it for the show. Um. And then before we move on, we've still got our questions. Um, so you want to ask me your question while I'm quickly writing down Simon's picks? Mm, sure. Uh, with Dylan Walker facing suspension this week, what changes would you make to the named side this week if Walker's ruled out, which I think he probably will be? Yeah, you're about, it's going to be... You're about to look at these squads, that's when you discuss it, surely. Oh, you're asking a question for... No, uh, it's no, Brad's done the same. Stretching out the, stretching out the yeah. show. Brad's done, done the same, the same thing, thing to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ronald Volkman is in a six. I think I saw a comment earlier from Jacko. It might have been Jacko. If it wasn't, I apologize. Um, Volkman is in a six. He isn't meant to be the six. Metcalf is meant to be the next man up at six. Metcalf's still injured. We don't have anyone else. Um, you know, you could have gone with Chance, move him into the halves just to help out, but Chance is gone. Um, so I think it's still going to be Volkman, but I think they might have to switch it. I think you might have to make Volkman more the traditional seven and move Sean into six. I still don't think that's going to really Ooh. work well. I don't know, but I don't see Volkman working as six. Um, so, yeah, and like Jacko said, Webster said he made a mistake playing Volkman at six. At the moment, though, Richie, who else do we have? Um, there's no one else. I know. But do you tempt fate moving Sean? I mean, Sean's been the on-the-ball on guy this whole year, and it's look at the look at the form he's produced. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because even looking at the extended bench, Paul's brought up the team list. You've got Sifakula, who is a second rower, Volkman, who is a halfback, Ali, who's a centre, Kalani going, who I didn't know, but he's actually a second rower, and Zion, who's a front rower. So it's not like they've got, um, I think his name's Far, um, yeah. who's been playing ben in Far. the halves. Yeah. Ben Far, who's been playing in the halves with Volkman. He's not up. I don't think they can't use him anyway because he's like a development deal and you can't yeah. use development players to after round 10. Um, so I, it's, it's only Volkman. That's the only option unless you decide that you want to try to turn Bailey Sirenin into a half. Oh, please no. Which they've done before. He's done it before, but I think I still would feel more comfortable with Volkman there. And yeah, Jay said Volkman's killing it in New South Wales Cup. He's just not a six. But yeah, I think that you might just see a slight change where Volkman will come in and they'll kind of let Sean be more of a, a six type. But I don't know. I mean, Brad surely just put a forward in there and just uh, for front row in We're there. Singing, yeah, Blake. Yeah, yeah Blake. Throw, yeah. In, throw, throw in another, another, another front row. The more front rows you have, the better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, who would you pick, Richie? I, th- I think by by necessity, it has to be Falkman. Yeah. L- 
Yeah, Will Peterson's Peterson's still nobody corner. else. It's nobody else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, mine for you is a bit more open, um, but if Tohu's out for an extended time, we know he's not playing this week. Mm. Um, if he's out for extended time with this knee injury, who would you bring in as the lock? Because Jazz is out too. Yeah, I was, yes, and I was just going to say that. I think it's pretty cut and dry, this one. Um, Tohu's going to be out, well, potentially. We don't know how long. But Jazz is going to be out for a few weeks as well. So yep. I think had Jazz not been out, I would say Jazz. He's not going to be there. So I think the next person you're looking at is probably Curran. Yep. You could go a Serenin, but I just I think this is Curran's time to shine. I'm the same. I said that I'd put in Curran. Curran doesn't have that that ball playing and short passing game that Tohu has, which is going to be a massive loss because we saw what happened to the Storm when Tohu was out there doing that. Mm. But I, he's the next best option that they've got. So, yeah, yeah, Curran for me. But, yeah, we may as well move on to going on about the uh, the round starting with the Warriors Roosters. If you want to give us the uh, – Jack, I said, when's Barnett likely back? I'm hoping for Magic Round. Yeah, because he would be another option at 13, really, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd yeah. go well there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping we haven't got any word yet, but I'd say they kind of said he was like three to four weeks away a couple of weeks ago. So maybe Magic Round, if not the week after. But um, yeah, you want to give us the Warriors lineup that will most likely be changed by the time the game happens on Sunday. Yep, for sure. So Tanto Apiki at fullback, Dela Martinez Lesniak, and Ed Cossey are retained on the wings. Marcelo Montoya, Adam Pompey in the centres. At the moment, the halves are Sean Johnson and Dylan Walker. We expect that to change. Uh, front rowers, Adam Fenor Blake, Bunty R4, and Wade Egan's back, which is great news. Uh, very welcome news. The back row, Jackson Ford, Maratini Akore, Josh Curran. Interchange, Freddie Lussick, Bailey Surinan, Tom Ale, Viliami Valer. Yeah, kind of the team I expected to be named um, after the injuries last night. But the Roosters, they've got James Tedesco at fullback. Um, they've got Corey Allen and Jackson Polo um, on the wings. Um, Joseph Soli'i and Paul Momorowski in the centres. Um, we've got Joey Manu and Luke Carey in the halves. Jared O'Rear Hargraves, Brandon Smith, Lindsay Collins up front. Um, the Butcher Brothers, Egan and Nat in the second row. And uh, Mr. Simbin himself, Victor Radley at lock. Uh, interchange, we've got Drew Hutchinson, Angus Crichton, uh, Satili Tupanua, and Matt Lodge coming back for his first game against the Warriors um, at Mount Smart. So, um, yeah, what's your take on the game? I've actually backed the Warriors here. I know we're, we're down on troops. Um, Roosters probably have um, a better team on paper, but the Warriors are undefeated at home. And um, I don't know. I just feel that they... You know, it doesn't matter who's on the field, to be honest. They just seem to get into the, the mud and, and have a ball. So optimism fully, fully launched on going Warriors. Yeah, me too. Hi, Opt- nice. Optimism and bias. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was out of the three games. This was the, the, the three horror games in a row. This was the game I picked that they would win. So yeah. I've got to stick with it. So, yeah. And... Um, Paul, if you want to come in and be pseudo Simon, who yeah, did Simon I mean, pick? I was all ready with my I feel so dirty and all these kind of uh, memes and ready to go. And you guys have both gone and chosen the, um, the, Warriors. the Warriors. And uh, wow, I, I, I don't even have to use them. Oh, dear. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're looking at um, the Warriors having some roast chicken um, this mm. weekend. Yeah. So all three of us picking the Warriors. So yep. hopefully there's an omen. Um, oh, well, yeah. yeah. We'll because, go. Because, because all, all, all three picks have been doing my multi so good so, so far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we may as well go through the rest Let's of the see, round. Uh, on, 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 from, and uh, the uh, the TAB does not agree. TAB has got the uh, Warriors at two dollars seventy, and uh, the uh, Roosters at one dollar forty four. Good value. Good value. Yeah, easy money. Um, so <laughs> we'll go to the the rest of the round. Um, so first up on Thursday, um, we have the Sharks Cowboys. Um, yeah, Cowboys still don't look flash. So I've gone with Sharks. Yep, Sharks. Yep, um, Cowboys not uh, not very good when he gets into the water, and uh, as it's at home, it's at sea, uh, where the sharks are uh, are eating some uh, eating some cowboys. <laughs> Friday night we've got the eels and knights. I've gone for the eels. Eels. Eels again. Yep, dollar um, forty two. Uh, the eels are obviously going to be uh, too slippery for the knights. Yep. Next up we've got Broncos Rabbitohs. I've gone with the rabbits. Um, Broncos have been playing well, but no Payne Haas, no Ezra Mam. Um, I think the Rabbitohs will, will get them here. Mm-hmm. Rabbitohs, no, pa- no Payne Haas, no Ezra Mam. Massive losses. I'm sorry, boys, but look, I, I've, you, you know I'm thrashing you in the table. Um, I'm way ahead. And uh, yeah. look, the Broncos, they're top of the table. I talked about this earlier. They're, they're, they're clear at the top of the table. They can, they can afford to lose again and still stay there. Um, I'm Broncos. Yeah, this is where we catch up to you. Simon. Yeah, it's the but the, uh, the, the Broncos are, are are the are the uh, are not favourites. The uh, Rabbitohs are Broncos two dollars. Yeah, yeah. Next up, we have got Raiders Dolphins. Um, I've gone with Raiders. I was tempted with the Dolphins, but Raiders at home. Um, Got to pick the Raiders. I was hoping you go the other way. Yeah, I'm, I said I've got to stop doubting the Dolphins, but it was close last time these two teams played. I think the Raiders get some revenge at home. Yeah, we knew Simon was always going to pick the Raiders. Uh, This is why I didn't give you my picks prior, so you can't pick against me. Um, (laughs) What's the Raiders of favourites, $1.61? Yeah, it's always hard playing in Canberra. Um, Mm -hmm. Next up, Seagulls, Titans, Seagulls. Uh, I know they look patchy against the Tigers, but the Titans just can't defend. Yeah, manly. Yep. Eagles to swoop through the uh, poorest Titans defense. And then um, probably the easiest game to pick of the round, Panthers-Tigers. Um, i go on with Panthers. Tiger, we just said Tigers are going to get a win, but it ain't going to be here. Yeah, Panthers. No explanation needed. Well, there is, because they tripped up my multi last week. But yeah, we're still going Panthers anyway. In the battle of the Cats, the Black Cats going to win. Yeah, yeah. And then we've already covered the Warriors Roosters, all of us picking Warriors. Last up, we've got Dragons Bulldogs. Go on, tip against them. I've gone Dragons. Oh, how could you? First time for the year I've picked the Dragon. The Bulldogs, uh, they don't, they got, their depth is truly tested. So if the Dragons can't beat the Bulldogs at home, they deserve to be ridiculed like I do to them every week. Do the Bulldogs have any good ins this week? Not really. Yeah, not that you're going to tell me. No. Nah. I'm going to the website now. I'll have a look. Um, hold on. No, no, I'll back myself. I'll go dogs. I'll go against you. That's probably the, the right pick, because what have you gone with, Simon? 
Absolutely, this is um, um, you, why you why are you going with the favourites, Dragons? I've got no idea who are a dollar six, dollar sixty. Um, it's um, uh, yeah, definitely Bulldogs two dollars twenty eight. Maybe maybe the TV's uh, going that way, but uh, look, they've got it wrong. Um, is, is what I say. So um, so there we go. The only big change I can see is that Kyle Flanagan's being dropped and Josh Reynolds is in the halves. Um, that's the only big change, but yeah. I think it'll so, be tight. It'll be tight, yeah. Um, and I'm going to be really annoyed if the Dragons lose this the one time I don't. <laughs> I picked them to win. Um, but then, so, okay, so looking at it, the games that are all the same, we've all picked the Sharks over the Cowboys. We've all picked the Eels over the Knights. We've all picked the Raiders over the Dolphins. We've all picked Manly over the Titans. We've all picked the Panthers over the Tigers. We've all picked the Warriors over the Roosters. Um, so that's what. So that's the multi there, is it? So that's the multi there. Nice. Two dollars on return of twenty five nine cents, which I do not expect to receive because um, yes, we never get it right. Multi so far, have been disaster. But there you go. There's the. Uh, there's the, actually. No, I mean, to be fair, we only got one wrong last weekend. Yeah. Um, which was. I think big. we only got one the week before as well, didn't we? Yep. Oh, then no, so that was two weeks before you. You're telling me that uh, that we're on we're on track to win this one, but um, yeah. Look, look, the obviously, if look, look, looking at the odds, the Warriors is the uh, is the big worry at two dollars seventy, um, but um, the Raiders versus Dolphins again one dollar sixty one. That's um, that's not a foregone conclusion either. That should be another good game. There's no such thing as a foregone conclusion in the NRL pool. Mm. Um, Apart from the Panthers versus the Tigers. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, should be a good round. So we before we go, um, we'll quickly go through the Super League. And uh, you yeah, want to bring the real Brad back? I, I've I letting agree, my Bill. bias letting my bias affect my tips has um, meant that Simon um, is beating me. And yeah, so there's no Super League this week, but I'll just run down the results that happened over the week. Wigan and now oh, top of the table. Jacko, How good? Yeah, goodbye, Jacko. Um, cheers for joining. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Jacko's very happy that there's no Super League. Um, but yeah, Wigan are top of the table because Warrington lost again. Um, so Warrington are now second place. Hull KR are third and Catalans are fourth. So St. Helens actually defeated Warrington. And St. Helens, I think, are sixth still on the ladder because mm. of their poor start. Um, but yeah, St. Helens defeated Warrington 28-6. Hull KR defeated Castleford 12-7. Lee defeated Leeds 20-6. Um, Salford defeated Catalan 16-14, Hull FC defeated Uddersfield 20-14, and then Wakefield still haven't got a win. The poor old Tigers of the Northern Hemisphere, they lost to Wigan 22-6. Um, and then, yeah, um, as Paul said, uh, not Paul, Simon, I get you two mixed up now that you're playing Simon in our picks, Paul. Um, no, round 11 um, is not until the f – not – for I think another week, just because they've got the international um, thing for England. Mm. Um, but yeah, great to see Wigan at top of the table, Richie. Absolutely, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And, it's two, um, it's Eddie, two Warriors top of the table. We've got Wigan Warriors and uh, yes, New South Wales New South Wales, Wales Cup. New South Wales Cup um, Warriors at the top of the table. Um, anything else you want to add, Richie or Paul, before we go? Thanks for the chat, everyone. So great fun as always. Thank you, Paul slash Simon. Um, subscribe to the uh, Patreon and buy a T-shirt. 
Yeah, and um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8pm on Wednesday, either on Facebook or YouTube, or at your convenience on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers again uh, for joining me, Richie, and cheers for your help in the background, Paul, and good night, everyone. 